1: Welcome to The World in Ten, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today, with me, Lou Newsom, and me, Bhavani Vadi. First, we head to the Middle East, where Israel considers a new tactic. Israel's defence forces have been intent on targeting the tunnel network built and operated by Hamas. It sits under Gaza. And now they're considering adopting a new tactic and it requires some fairly advanced technology. They want to use a system of
2: Tunnel borers, or moles as they're known, and pumps to flood the underground network using water from the Mediterranean. Egypt did it in 2015 when Hamas tunnels were being used by smugglers, so it is possible, but to do it you need quite high level machinery.
1: Israel is currently in talks to source this kind of technology. It's talking to countries like the United Arab Emirates. And if they did this instead of airstrikes, it sounds like it might limit civilian fatalities, but it's by no means a perfect plan. Here's Richard Spencer, The Times' Middle East correspondent.
3: There are two main issues. The immediate one of uh, there still being a lot of people in those tunnels, including, of course, Israeli hostages. So we don't know exactly what they mean by flooding the the tunnels. Is the attempt to destroy the tunnels or filling them so full of water that they become uninhabitable? Uh, The second big problem is the effect on water supplies in Gaza. Most of Gaza's water comes from groundwater, which is already heavily salinated. This would risk making that worse, particularly in terms of growing crops. Uh, Before the war, they got uh, half their drinking water from desalination plants and half from Israel to flood 500 kilometres of tunnels, which Hamas say they have, with with water. We don't know what effect that would have. We're not quite sure of how far this plan has got. Uh, What we don't know is how soon they intend to carry out this operation, if indeed it goes ahead.
2: Let's now look at what's happening in Gaza right now. The invasion appears to be accelerating in the south and the death toll is rising rapidly.
1: But the operation in the north of the Strip still isn't complete, so it all seems to be happening at once. Richard gave us this update.
3: Israel has moved south uh, against Khan Yunis, the second city, somewhat quicker than we all expected. We thought they would finish the operation in the north before they turned south. They have tanks now uh, straddling the main road from north to south of Gaza, about six kilometres, so three or four miles north of the centre of Khan Yunis. Uh, They've dug in. According to satellite photos, ready for presumably a major assault on Khan units, which will be a very difficult operation. Uh, they are still um, attacking areas in northern Gaza that are not yet fully under their control, in Gaza City and in the refugee camp up in northern Gaza, Jabalia, which they have totally surrounded, but they're now moving in.
2: Coming up, find out why politicians in New Zealand have caused controversy by performing the hacker at the opening of Parliament and why exercise might not actually help you live longer.
1: now to New Zealand, where the country's parliament has opened for the first time since the election in October. It's when parliamentarians must all swear an oath to King Charles III. He's not only the head of state here in the UK, but he's also head of state of 14 other Commonwealth realms, including New Zealand. But some defied the protocol. That's Rārie
2: Waititi, co-leader of the political party Te Pāti Māori, performing the haka on the floor of Parliament after he and five other Māori politicians chose to stay in their seats and first swear allegiance to their grandchildren, young people, and the country's founding document, the Treaty of Waitangi, which was signed in 1840 and laid down the principles under which the British and Māori agreed
1: to govern New Zealand only then did the Maori politicians move to the front to swear the oath to King Charles. It was a protest against what they say are the colonial underpinnings of the swearing-in ceremony, and it coincided with thousands of Maori marching to show their opposition to the new Conservative coalition government that includes ministers who want to reduce the influence of the Maori in official decision making.
2: All this happened on the same day that New Zealanders found out that King Charles is actually planning a tour of their country next year for the first time since his coronation so
1: that should be an interesting visit. We're often told that exercising makes us live longer, but maybe it doesn't and maybe it makes us age faster. Maybe.
2: In Finland, scientists have been monitoring 11,000 sets of twins since 1975 until 2020, which is a good amount of time to get some strong data. The study found that people who do exercise may live longer, not because they exercise, but rather because they are fundamentally
1: healthy healthier than those who don't. Then there's the finding about what exercise actually does to those who do a lot of it. It's about a thing called methylation, which is like a little chemical tag on our DNA and it alters the strength of the signal to the body. It's essentially a good indication of biological ageing. Oliver Moody is The Times' correspondent and he explains it. The cells of the
4: people who were doing the most amount of exercise, which is a lot of exercise, it's like seven times the WHO guidelines, were biologically older in this sense than those people who did moderate amounts of exercise. So one hypothesis here would be that really, really intense regular exercise might put a bit of extra strain on the body's cellular mechanics. Basic message of the study is that if people who do exercise live longer, and there's a lot of evidence that they do, it's not necessarily because they're doing exercise, but because they're intrinsically healthy people anyway, They're the kind of people who are less likely to be obese or to be smokers or heavy drinkers or to have long-term diseases like type 2 diabetes, the exercise is more like something that comes with being a healthy person than something that makes you live a longer life. So the people who exercised
2: more than the recommended amount were on average biologically two years
1: older than those who were less physically active. I think the message here might just be everything in moderation. I like the sound of that. Now,
2: do you sometimes feel like we're living in an era of constant prequels and sequels and remakes? Well, here comes another one. My name is Willy
0: Wonka. You see, I'm something
2: of
5: a magician. Prepare to be amazed.
1: Timothy Chalamet follows in the footsteps of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp. He plays Willy Wonka in a new movie that tells the origin story of one of Roald Dahl's most famous characters. The film
2: Wonka has received some glaring reviews, but Kevin Mayer's critique in The Times makes for an interesting read on the dangers of revisiting the same story again, and in this case, again. He's described the film as hollow as a chocolate Easter egg. Read Kevin's full review at (laughs) thetimes.co.uk.
1: With Christmas and New Year fast approaching, there's a fresh dilemma for those of us who enjoy some festive fizz. The masters of champagne have a new theory about the best shape of glass to enjoy it in. Connoisseurs in Reims, the capital of France's
2: Champagne region, believe that the two most popular glasses currently used to serve it, that's a tall flute or the flatter coupe which can be traced back to 18th century France are not the best for bubbly. So what is the best way to drink champagne? Here's the Times' wine critic Jane McQuitty speaking to Times Radio with her valuable insights.
5: The history goes way back to Madame de Pompadour and Marie Antoinette because the original uh, sparkling wine glass in France was supposedly <laughs> modelled on the left breast of one of them. But no one quite knows who it was. Moving on from there, we've had different styles of champagne glass. What the French have come up with, which you know is based in fact, is that if you have an expensive vintage or prestige champagne, you're going to be better to serve it in a big tulip-shaped glass with a big bowl so that you can mar the bouquet and, and uh, twirl the contents of your glass. But whilst that's fine for expensive bottles of champagne, I'm afraid I'm sticking to my old flutes because I rather enjoy for cheaper sparkling wine. I enjoy seeing the bubbles racing to the surface.
2: Well, those are Jane's thoughts. But most wine bars and restaurants in the Reims area are now serving champagne in that classic tulip shaped glass they give champagne
1: the space it needs to breathe apparently do you have a view Lou? well if it's from the champagne region and fizzy i would drink it out of a shoe quite frankly (laughs) but that's all we've got time for today thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the times of london see you tomorrow